It's the show where the topics are topical, but not typical. This is Atypically Topical with Mindy and Josh. All right, and we're back with Atypically Topical. Um, I have Mindy here with me. Uh, yeah. How's it going? I'm okay. Doing all right? Yeah. No issues? <laughs> well, well, let me tell you. Uh-oh. <laughs> you just start going into this long rant. Yeah. <laughs> and waiting for us to record just to air it all out. It's not the kind of show, Mindy. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this is episode four, and the topic's going to be stalkers or stalking-related stories. Um Mindy, have you ever had a stalker? Um, <laughs> or have you ever stalked anyone? No, to both. I, at least I think so. I've had guys like text me a lot and I ignore them, but uh, yeah, I, that, it's I common of any. Yeah, I don't think they're like I'm attractive woman. You're welcome. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, no. I'm sure you stalk someone. Why are you sure of that? I don't know. <laughs> because? Yeah. I have stalker qualities? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> You're just talking crap, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. You talked crap earlier, so. <laughs> well, I don't even... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, we don't have to get into that. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about, um, I guess, you know, our usual format, going back to the past, finding a story. And I have one that's pretty current, so... Um, We'll just get right into it with your your story, if you want. Yeah. Well, I was like, no, you can go. Yeah. I mean, I would go first. Um, well, mine's like, because I was looking up spies, because they're going to stop people, right? Uh, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we could have had a spies episode, but sure. Yeah. So that's kind of the route I went on. And I found Are you sure you didn't just hear me say spies earlier in accident? No, I heard I, I heard stalkers, <laughs> but I was just there like, were so many stalker stories in the past that I saw. Like what? Well, I'm not going to say them. I want to just just wait till later, okay? I have one that I was go, I'm going to get into. Okay, fine. So <laughs> I made a stretch. Okay. On this one, I hope there's some. Okay, I'll, I'll let I, you know if there's some stalker element to it. Okay. Or you get a penalty. I'll probably get a penalty, but anyways. So. <laughs> This is a story about Nancy Wake. Okay. Um, and Nancy Wake uh, was the most decorated service woman in World War II. And so she was kind of like a spy. You're really on the whole World War thing, aren't well, you? Well, I wasn't going to do this one because World War II, but she's so badass. I'm okay. like, I couldn't do it. Okay. I, yeah, I had to do her. Um, so she is born in New Zealand on, on August 30th, 1912. Um, when she was 20 months old, her parents moved to Sydney, where she grew up. Um, and she was the youngest of all her brothers and sisters. And so she um, was really independent. She was like, um, she, was, she was kind of a rebel because her mother was like really um, very into religion and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she just like kind of shunned that away. Yeah. Um, like most teenagers would. Uh-huh. Um, so her father left her family after leaving um, from New Zealand to make a movie. And so like, he was just like, Hey, I'm going to make this movie and just never came back. Peace. <laughs> yeah. And that's, a, that's the theme later. Um, and so he had sold their house, which is kind of a dig move. And she got kicked out of her home. And so when she was 16, she ran away from home and went to work as a nurse. And with some money, her, her aunt lent her, uh, she traveled to London and in Europe and worked as a journalist. Um, and she hung out with like, 
cosmopolitan, independent, carefree young people at the time. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like she she said it seemed like you'd be like someone cool to hang out with, you know? Yeah. In those times, just drinking and talking about whatever young people talked about back yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, so in the 1930s, she witnessed the rise of Hitler and Nazism and anti-Semitism, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, and while she was in Vienna, she saw Jews getting chained to massive wheels, whirled around the streets, and whipped by Nazis. So having that image in her head kind of like turned her on. <laughs> no, gross. <laughs> it made her like have this like determination to work against the Nazis and which led to um her joining the French resistance. Mm-hmm. Um so in nineteen thirty nine she married a handsome wealthy French uh, industrialist called Henry Fouquia. And Fouquia? Uh, <laughs> it's F-I-O-C-C-A. Fiocia? That's Isn't that like a kind of bread? Oh, I don't know. That's oh, just... focaccia. <laughs> I don't it's know like a cheese about... bread. I don't know anything about French but bread. But I think except... that's Italian. Anyways, go on. <laughs> so, um, so who apparently seduced her with, with tango, which sure. Oh, okay. I guess. Like with his skills? Yeah. He just like... Started tangoing in front of her. Yeah, and that turned her on, I guess. No, that's when it happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, together they had a charmed and sophisticated life um, of travel, dinner parties, champagne, and caviar. And they resided in a luxury apartment on a hill, on a hill overlooking um, Marseilles and its harbor. I'm oh, guessing that's somewhere. Versailles. No. No, it's n- that's how it's pronounced. But it's spelled M A R S. E I L L E S. It's not Versailles. Oh wait, Marseilles? Marseilles or something like that. Let me see it. Where is it? Marseilles, maybe. Mar- I don't know. I'm not French. I don't know. <laughs> um, Sorry. Go ahead. So six months after they met, they married. Um, and during uh, no six months after they married, German Germany invaded France, um, and so Nancy decided to draw herself more into the fight. Then. Um, in 1940, she crossed the line between observation and action and joined the resistance movements at the, um, at the courier. They're smuggling messages and food to underground groups in Southern France. Mm-hmm. So that's where the like spying yeah. kind of starts. Um, she bought okay. an ambulance because she's rich and a badass and used it to help refugees fleeing the German advance. She obtained false papers that allowed her to stay and work, um, in the Vichy zone, um, yeah, the Vichy zone in occupied France, and became deeply involved in helping to spirit um, a thousand or more escaped prisoners of war and downed Allied flyers out of France through Spain. So mm-hmm. she's really doing a lot yeah. to help. Um, um, Still so, waiting for the stalking to happen here. Well, she's she's. <laughs> She's looking. Stalking Hitler. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see. Okay. Um. So, um, her missions, you know, spying on the Germans. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like sp- spying on the Germans is kind of like stalking. She had like an obsession with stopping them. Okay. So that's my um, reasoning. Yeah. So, anyways, um, so obviously those missions, her 
her life was always in danger. Um, and she became a, a suspect and was um, wanted by the Gestapo, which, you know, is like the... Yes. The army. Police. Yeah. Nazi shit. Um, <laughs> um, and they tried to, like, tap to her phone and try to open her mail, but she, like, had so many identities that they couldn't find her. And so yes. they nicknamed her the White Mouse because they... Because, like, I guess she was so elusive. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Did you ever see Catch Me If You Can? Yeah. And, like, Leo DiCaprio? Mm-hmm. Kind of sounds like that. Like, he would always be a different profession, different identity, like, all the time. Yeah. And I think she's, like, pretty hot, too. Oh. Like, like Leonardo DiCaprio is hot. Like, oh, I mean, that's why? Okay. I think she's pretty hot. Nancy Wake. Eh. No. If you're into that... <laughs> Maybe for the time. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I think she's pretty. <laughs> I I mean, yeah. Uh, she's not bad. Okay. So where was I? Um. Oh, so by 1943, she was on the number one on their most wanted list, mm -hmm. and there was a five million franc price for her head. So they really wanted to get her because she's. Yeah. I guess she was getting so much information from them that. Um, they desperately needed to get her. Um, so after a certain point, it was really risky for Wake to stay in France. Um, and the, res the resistance decided that she go she go back to Britain. So she told her husband one day that oh. she was going to do some shopping, uh, and then she never came back. Wow, that's yeah. a trend too. <laughs> yeah, I was just looking like a franc is basically a dollar. Yeah. Nowadays, at least. so Five million francs. Yeah. It's like five million dollars yeah. at the time. Who knows? Mm -hmm. So they really wanted to get her. And yeah. um, so um, she made six attempts to get out of France by crossing the, Par the Pyrenees into Spain. On one of those attempts, she was captured um, by the Viking militia and interrogated for four days. Um, she refused to give information to them. Um, and he, she, I guess she like talked to this guy and like they, together they were able to like convince them to let her go. Yeah. I don't know how, but <laughs> it said they tricked her captors to release her. So I don't know how that worked. Interesting. But yeah. So she escaped and she crossed the Pyrenees and then went to Britain. And then she, uh, by that time she was 31, um, so at that time, she became one of 39 women to be, be be a part of the French section of the British Special Operations. So like now she's officially like a spy. Yeah. Um, so in that, that organization worked with local resistance groups to sabotage German occupational territories. Mm -hmm. um, and so she went to this defense camp in Scotland and she learned like survival skills, like using different codes. Um, she practiced how to use explosive guns, like all that shit you need mm -hmm. to learn to be, become a spy. Um, and so her like kind of disguise was being a, being a nurse. Um, so like if she went anywhere, they would just think she was like yeah. a regular nurse and but she was really a spy. Um, in late April of 1944, her and another SOE operative John Farmer, they parachute into central France. Um, and this is just a tiny tidbit that I thought was funny. Uh, when they dropped um, Nancy's parachute 
it was stuck in a tree and the other agent um he said i hope all trees could bear such beautiful fruit to her and then she said <laughs> to not give her that french shit that french shit yeah <laughs> so basically don't come at me with that yeah uh, that, that yeah that shit i guess because yeah. she's like was not into it yeah trying to be trying to hit on her and stuff yeah because he's like a strong independent woman she's mm-hmm. like we don't i mean that kind of shit all right <laughs> we're here to do like yeah. work yeah anyways he's trying to be all shakespearean mm-hmm. should bear such fruit <laughs> she's like shut up get me down <laughs> um so their mission was to organize the resistance in preparation for the d-day invasion hmm. um so what she basically did is that there was like groups of soldiers and she organized them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like first she started out with like three to 4,000 troops. And by the end she had like 7,000 men. And so together they, nice. um, they attacked the Germans and like, and using guerrilla warfare and like they damaged their um, different facilities, their weapons, um, some of their troops. Um, and she also was kind of in charge of collecting and distributing the weapons that they got from abroad. And um, she also created like contact with Britain while they were there. Mm. Um, this is a badass part. So on one occasion, Nancy cycled 500 kilometers through several German checkpoints to replace codes on her wireless, wireless operator. Um, uh, Oh, okay. So she's reading this for the first time, everybody. <laughs> no, it's it's just hard to explain. Okay. Um so basically what she did is like she went to all these checkpoints and um and they would like they would send codes to um um to whoever like the Germans got their supplies from. Mm-hmm. And so she like messed with their codes and so they wouldn't be getting any more like weapons and supplies because she was sending stuff like we're good here we don't need anything else yeah exactly in fact take some of these back Mm -hmm. (laughs) but she did that she did that through through cycling 500 kilometers and that took her seven seventy one hours nonstop to do all that and then obviously she had to this is what again where the spy part comes in because she had to Again, we're not on spies, though, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Just just let me have this. (laughs) Okay. Um, Maybe if we do a spy episode, you can do a stalker story. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Okay. Um, So, yeah, she did that, and that was really helpful, uh, obviously. Mm. Um, So she kept traveling, like on train going to like different groups and motivating them and getting plans running and coordinating Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, so obviously they had, she had very many engagements with the Germans, very violent ones. Um, and a lot of the time there's a lot of hostage taking executions, like same old, like German, German Nazi stuff that you would expect activities. Uh huh. Um, so she she continued with the war and personally led to a ra- led a raid um, on the Gestapo headquarters 
and killed a centenary, which I don't know what it, that is, but I'm sure he's important. But he killed him with his bare hands to keep him from alerting the guards. Um, a centenary? So, yeah. Okay, go, go ahead. <laughs> um, so she had the... Um, she also had to shoot her way through roadblocks, and and she executed a German female, female spy. So she is very in it. Yeah. Um. So on June 6, nineteen forty-four, that was D-Day. Mm-hmm. Um. And and so then that's when the Allied troops began to like move first force. I'm fourth. Force. Why can't I say it? <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say. Force. Force the Germans. Okay, force, yeah. Out of France. Um, <laughs> I thought it would be, be a harder word. How much <laughs> trouble you were having. Yeah. Um, so on August 25th, 1944, Paris was liberated, and her, her and her troops were, like, celebrating and stuff. But then that was the day she found out that um, her husband was murdered. Um, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so apparently the Germans had gone, to, like a year after that she left, mm. Germans had gotten him, tortured him, and executed, executed him because he refused to give any information about where she was. So that's, mm. that's kind of cool that, you know, she didn't, he didn't say anything, even yeah. though they were torturing him and stuff. So, um, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she continued her work after the war. Um, working at the British Air um, Ministry in the Intelligence Department. And in 1960, she married a former prisoner of war, an Englishman named John Ford, which is a very white name. Yeah, John Ford. Yeah. And um, they returned to Australia, where they lived. Um, after the war, um, her achievements were heralded by medals and awards. So these are the medals she won. The George Medal from Britain for her leadership and bravery under fire. The Resistance Medal, mm-hmm. officers of the Légion de Nord, that's something French, Oaks de Gruyere, and two bronze palms and a silver star from France and the Medal of Freedom from America. In 2006, she received the NS Returned Services Association. Association's highest honor, the RSA badge in gold, as well as a lifetime membership for her work with the French resistance during the war. She has a documentary called Nancy Wake, codenamed The White Mouse. And in 1987, there was a TV miniseries made about her life. In her own words, the miniseries um, was well acted, but in parts, it was extremely stupid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I once say they had me cooking eggs, eggs and bacon to feed the men. For goodness sake, did the Allies parachute me into France to fry egg, eggs and oh, bacon for the men? Oh, you can tell how she is, just with that yeah. quote. Just like, I'm not well, making no eggs. Yeah. There wasn't an egg to be held for <laughs> love nor money. And if even if there had been, why would I be frying it when I had meant to do that sort of thing? <laughs> so that's, I like her a lot. Yeah, she's pretty cool. She's very sassy. Um, so she passed away in England on August seventh, two thousand eleven, at oh. a retired home. Yeah. Um, just before her birthday. Yeah. Uh, and right up to her death, she remained assertive about what she, what would happen to her body. She said, "Quote: I want to be cremated. I want my ashes to be scattered over the mountains where I fought with the resistance." 
that would be good enough for me. Okay. And that's yeah, that's Nancy Wake, the yeah, badass badass that's spy. <laughs> spy. That's cool though. Yeah. And uh very oh. sassy. Yeah, very sassy, very independent, very Nancy Wake. Yeah, Nancy Wake. Cool. Yeah. So I think it counts. <laughs> she stalked the Germans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll let it slide. Still early on. Okay. So let's get into my segment. Um, I did a little something different besides the guess the headline this time, but you're still going to have a choice to make. Okay. Um, because... Oh my boots are so sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. It's hot. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, we're, we're further from the fan, but yeah. I think that's our first like merch t-shirt idea. <laughs> but boob sweat. <laughs> It's true. Are you all right, though? Do you need to move to that table? No, I'm okay. That? It's okay. just my boobs. Okay. <laughs> I hope you get that situation taken care of. You want a towel? Um, no, I'm okay. <laughs> a little fan. Okay, so... Just on my boobs. Yeah. It's just like, I'll just hold it above. <laughs> um, I wanted to... I couldn't really find headlines that had to do... Because I tried to stick with stalker theme stuff. <laughs> Unlike me. <laughs> so I I couldn't really find three or at least two that had to do with that. So what I wanted to do was I found like a pretty interesting um, stalker story and um, I'm just going to read a little bit about it to you. And then you'll guess like you're going to, I'm going to give you choices about like how it resolves itself. Okay. So this is about a man named Brian Curtis, uh, Brian Curtis Heil. <laughs> Sounds like he lives in in the country. Yeah, probably. Um <laughs> So this was a, an article I read about like creepy stalking stories on cracked mm -hmm. uh, on uh .com. So um it all started when Heil entered into an online relationship with an attractive young woman who eventually of course turned out to be a dude from another country. Cool. Uh, he got catfish. He got catfish for sure. Um South Africa to be exact. Oh, okay. And when he figured out what was happening, he decided to get revenge. Mm. So my question to you is, how did he get revenge? And I'm going to only give you two options, so you have a good chance of getting it right, all right? Uh, exactly 50% chance. Exactly 50% chance, yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> so how did he get revenge? A, hiring a relative of the man in his country to brutally murder him. Okay. Or B, plotting a murder of the woman pictured in the man's profile. I think the second one. You think that one's real? Yeah, because that sounds pretty dumb. <laughs> and so I feel like that'd be the real one. The other one seems like it's too, obvi like too obvious that okay. he would hire someone to kill him. <clears throat> well, I'll just read. I'll just continue with the rest of this mini story. Okay. The only problem was that, man, uh, South Africa is very far away, so <laughs> it's not really like something he can just go over there and deal with, I guess. So instead of getting his passport involved, says the article, he decided to take his frustrations out on the woman whose picture he'd been making hand love to for so many years. Why would Again, you put this it, is cracked. So. <laughs> just say he masturbated yeah. to. We <laughs> making know hand you, love. Yeah. You just sound stupid. So you were right. It was, yeah. Um, so basically. Uh, Which, I mean, 
it's just it doesn't make any sense like women like we deal with so much shit like this poor girl just like yeah like, she just like had a picture online and this fucking guy mm-hmm. yeah so of course she had no clue like her pictures are being used obviously yeah um she had a photo bucket account and it had been hacked into years earlier and a bunch of her images ended up online so this guy in south africa just happened to see them randomly and search for an identity to steal and i don't know what his end game was if he was just trying to get him over there to kill him or to extort him or what he was going to do but um basically heil found out you know what was going on and so let me uh, look at this article here so okay so this guy in south africa just happened upon them randomly while searching for an identity to steal and then this disturbed guy heil um, he used the images as a starting point to find as much information as he could about the young woman because he was just so pissed at what happened. And unfortunately, there was a lot of information out there, enough that when he was arrested just a mile from her home, her home in California, so he traveled from Michigan. So I guess he was in Michigan. The guy was in South Africa. He's not mm-hmm. going to go over there. So he's like, I'll just go to California and target this random Poor innocent, poor innocent woman yeah. so that had no the idea. The stalking comes in where you know he was found to be in possession of all sorts of personal details about her, including her boyfriend's info, her the schools she's attended, even her favorite restaurant. He also had zip ties, duct tape, and a to do list for carrying out the murder. Uh, and I imagine like if he ever got like if he got pulled over and it's like, sir. What is over there? Yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's nothing. It just says kill. Zip ties? Yeah. It's like, no, no, the list. It's like, oh, this is my grocery list. <laughs> Why like, does it say zip ties and duct tape? Well, you know, it's the independent project I'm working on. <laughs> so, get this. On the to-do list, it included things like find chloroform. <laughs> <laughs> Where would you get chloroform? That's a good question. A drugstore, I guess. Would would they have chloroform? I I mean, maybe I'll go write it tomorrow. I don't want to Google it. (laughs) (laughs) End up on a watch list. I feel like people would like Google stuff all the time. That yeah, that's true. Like I'll do an incognito tab. Yeah, that works. Yeah, where do you get chloroform? And I'm on the FBI watch list. <laughs> oh, it says how to prepare chloroform at home. Okay. Oh, so you have to make convenient. it. <laughs> There's all these YouTubes of like this creepy guy without a shirt making a chloroform cocktail. I, I, I was thinking it might be like a combo of stuff that you would have to make. Mm. This other one says bleach and alcohol make chloroform. Anyways. Sure. I'm not going to get into that. So, yeah, that was on his list. Oh, another thing on his list was buy a trench coat. Because <laughs> hmm. obviously you have to wear a trench coat if you're going to commit a crime like killing an innocent. But that's, I don't think that's very helpful, though, because you're going to get really sweaty. It's California. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, maybe from Michigan, he didn't know any better. He was like, oh, it's going to be cold wherever I go because I'm an idiot. Okay, so the way the way he was caught, luckily, was that his family who he had shared all the details with, alerted him, like, right after he left town. (laughs) I mean, sorry, they alerted authorities. They alerted the police, you know, 
um, he's going to do something not cool. So he was eventually sentenced to five years in prison for his crime, which was, you know, great that he didn't, he was only a mile away. So that's, that's, that would have been like very tragic. Uh, his victim was sentenced. To, okay. His victim was sentenced to a lifetime of never knowing exactly how many desperate internet weirdos she might unknowingly date at any given moment. Yeah. So they're just implying that I guess this guy was probably doing this with others and I don't it. like what's the gain of that? <clears throat> I mean, only thing I can think of is like maybe they like it was like, oh, I need some money. Yeah, exactly. Like try like eventually give them your you know, your PayPal or something and say Well, if they if they're dumb enough to do that, they deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Good job. You got that. So now it's two and a half. <laughs> yeah, two and a half to one, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'll get into my my current stalker-ish story. Okay. This was from um this ha well, this happened in like in late 2016 and early 2017. Okay. But it's it's kind of current because he, his um sentencing is coming up soon, like in in May. So this was in New Zealand. So there's going to be some words like... Oh, mine was... She was born in New Zealand. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that when you said that. Uh, there's going to be some Wait. words like mum. Mum. <laughs> in here. That our, I... our stories always seem to connect somehow. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I got this from 9news.com. It's uh, an Australian news uh, site. Sure. Uh, all right, so... The headline, your daughter has passed away. A fake cop tricked mums into thinking their kids were dead. Oh, that's not cool. Yeah. So new CCTV footage, which is, you know, how I was watching that on Netflix about all the CCTV cameras in, in like London and Australian stuff that yeah. catches all the weird stuff. That I feel like we should have here too. Yeah. I mean, not, some places do, I think, but not nearly as elaborate. Yeah. Um. So the footage shows how Philip Zillner posed as a cop to make his evil phone calls to parents to trick them into believing their children were dead for some that, reason. I don't Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I don't know. The Melbourne man used social media to stalk mothers before he would call them pretending to be a police officer and say their children had been struck and killed by a truck. He was 37 years old. He was... Um, sentenced to serve three more months behind bars. This was at the time of uh, when this was happening for making the calls. Um, so a couple of the calls that he had made, uh, one young mum <laughs> was at work when she received a call from Zillner. She collapsed to the ground in the office when she was told uh, her two-year-old girl was dead. In reality, she was asleep at childcare. I guess they say childcare. We say daycare, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the things he said was, um, I'm Paul Simpson from Emergency Services. Your daughter has been hit by a truck, and I'm sorry, but she has passed away. Is is he like a psychopath I, or something? There is stuff about what oh. he suffers from later. So oh, okay, okay. I don't, I mean, I imagine that's part of it. We'll see. So in another call, he called the mom saying, I'm just changing it to mom now. <laughs> The coroner is on its way. Call the local police and they will take you to the scene. I am sorry. So he just called one and said that. And um, 
that mother raced to her daughter's school in a panic, listening for the sirens and stuff. And... I'm, I'm starting to get the sense that he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you did think? <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, yeah, mine could have easily been in the terrible men uh, yes. subject, too. Exactly. Again, the topics can, like, mix, you know? <laughs> yeah, quit trying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they... <clears throat> well, what do you think, people? Am I right? Does, people. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and call us at 9... Oh, no, put a, post a <laughs> comment on Instagram or whatever <laughs> Whatever you hear this from. Social media outlets we have. Yeah. Um, okay, so... The mother had raced to the school listening for sirens and trying to see if, you know, what was going on. She was inconsolable when she arrived, and after seeing her daughter, she was in total disbelief about how someone could do that. And well, to make it yeah. yeah, to make it worse, that night he phoned the mother again. He phoned. We don't say phoned. <laughs> he called. I yeah. rang. I rang you. Anyways. He phoned the mother again and made inappropriate comments to her and her husband. So he was, like, harassing them after already doing that. Um, like, what kind of inappropriate co comments? I mean, I don't know what's more inappropriate than your kid is dead. <laughs> well, I mean, they could be sexual in nature. He's like, hey, are your boobs sweating? <laughs> <laughs> that could turn someone on. You don't know. Is your refrigerator running? Have you heard that? Well, yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is that stupid. He'd probably say that. Okay, so... A psychologist described Zillner as a, quote, resentful stalker. Yes, there it is. Who has Ooh. a high risk of reoffending. So basically, he was like stalking them like on uh, social media and stuff. And like he has a dating profile and stuff that he was like getting more info about them, including info wait, about their kids. Wait, what kind of stalker was he? It said resentful stalker. Resentful. Why is he resentful? And then as a psychologist asked him. <laughs> His name is A, his first initial Wait, Was something was in his past or something that made him resentful towards mother? Oh, yeah, there, I think there's, yeah, there's something about that in here. If not in this article, it's in another. I'll look at that. But I do remember reading that, like, he was resentful about seeing all, like, he was single for, like, forever, obviously, because you'll see him later. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, like, uh, resentful of seeing couples around and everything. And he's just, like started hating women because yeah. I guess maybe they were denying him too much or whatever they were doing, but that's probably where that comes into play. Well, it was just... At that point, do you think maybe there's something wrong with me yeah. and not with the women? But yeah, I mean, a normal person would think that, but so he told police that he, uh, he was sorry for what he was done, you know, no, in court. He, wasn't. he told <laughs> police he wanted to scare his victims because he tried so hard to get a girlfriend and seeing happy couples upset him. That was, the part I was talking about. <laughs> um, so in all the cases, he knew both the victims and their children's name, but they did not know him. So it was like he was just stalking them with whatever ways he was able to do. Um, County Court Judge Michael McInerney, McInerney, I don't know. McInerney? McInerney. Described the offending as outrageous, grievous, and bizarre. Yeah. Um, and then they had his, he had an online dating profile where he described himself as a very friendly, outgoing, uh, outgoing, outgoing. <laughs> I was going to jovial, very friendly, outgoing and jovial man who's passionate about the Collingwood football club. Okay. What? Yeah. Very lost who cares? Me. Yeah. And he, and in his quote, like on his profile, no one gets bored when I'm around. Okay. Mm, maybe they're just like always on the watch yeah so what they know of that he suffers from i guess 
at the time was uh, he lives with Tourette's syndrome and autism. So I don't mm. know if any of that really excuses. No, it doesn't. <laughs> or has, yeah, because you're... Well, ter- I mean, I, I guess maybe that's maybe part of the reason why he has trouble dating. Because yeah, he's, I mean, people with autism have have more difficulty with social skills and yeah and the the Tourette's may affect like how women perceive him I guess because you know the twing, the, the, the twitching <laughs> the twitching yeah is you know is a thing that some women might not like I guess <laughs> all I think of is South Park when I hear Tourette's now <laughs> When Cartman pretended he had Tourette's. Oh, so. yeah, just a curse. He'd be like, hey, Kyle, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd be like, fart, suck. And he'd just like say random stuff. And mm-hmm. they would be like, oh, like all sympathetic. But he was just, dude, have to be a dick. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what he does on the show. That's all he is. <laughs> yeah. To be a dick. Um, yeah, so he suffers from those. He pled guilty and. February of last year, 2017, to three counts of recklessly causing injury, three counts of stalking, and two counts of using a carriage service to menace. I don't know if carriage service means phone, <laughs> unless oh. he was on a horse. I was going to say. <laughs> he was on a horse-drawn carriage. Maybe he's going on a date with himself. And then, they, yeah, to, to menace, harass, or cause offense. And here it has offense with a C. What? So you know it's like Australian or... Not right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he's been in custody so far for from this about 335 days, and he's going to be sentenced on May 2nd. So he's just been kind of waiting. His chilling out. Yeah. In jail. And you can see this guy if you want to look. That's what that dude looks like. See, maybe if he was a different person. <laughs> <laughs> well, physically. Yeah. Like maybe if he like worked out a little bit <laughs> and grew out his hair, maybe he'd be better. Yeah. But as is, is yeah. Mm-hmm. Better be careful. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what caused this whole situation in the first place. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the uh, stalking story of cool. Philip Anton Zellner. Oh, that was that was awful. Yeah, <laughs> as usual. Yeah, mine usually are. I think mine are just all terrible men every every week. Yeah, well, there's a lot of them. Yeah, we'll have to do a women episode soon. Well, I, I know women already. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, well I mean, well, like a terrible woman. Oh, I already. <laughs> a negative. Have... Yeah. There's a terrible woman I already thinking of that. Yeah, it's just awful. We'll do that. We'll do spies. We'll do yeah. all kinds of Sorry. crazy stuff. But um, I think we're. But we won't stalk anyone. Yeah, definitely. No stalking, no spying. None of that business. <laughs> Anyways, do you have any left in your glass? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay, well, let's go ahead and clink our glasses. Get the refill. That was very loud. See you guys next time. Okay, bye. Bye.